Illuminati confirmed. You have been confirmed. Boom. That's that Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Wanna join Illuminati? Call us. No, today. dude. I, I trust the media. I know a guy who knows a guy who's in Russia. Wait, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know. Illuminati confirmed. Wait, are you being for real right now? I am being 110. Illuminati confirmed. by the high energy that we are a little exhausted because today's episode was all over the place in the best possible way we had nathan lee miller foster that's right nathan lee miller foster hell of a person hell of a name mouthful of a name and he's a great guy he, he shared a lot of his insights we even asked him about his membership in the rosicrucians so uh yeah, this episode was interesting in a lot of ways, and I'm looking forward to having him back on. And and yeah, he's been on my show too, so expect more from Nathan Lee Miller Foster. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. One of the more interesting guests we had on. No shade to the previous guest. No, we got to keep going. We got to keep getting better and better. You know, I mean, obviously we start with amazing guests, and it only gets better from there. I think this one took the cake, bro. Chris. What do you think? I think, if, I think if you threaten, I think if you threaten the Illuminati, you come in after one, you come after all of us, dude. That's what I think. And we got we got threats on tape. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. The deep, state, the deep state is actively after one of us, and one of us is all of us. Just know that. Oh man, yeah, and we're gonna play Nathan Lee Miller Foster's music right now before you hear his interview with us so enjoy folks and thank you for tuning into illuminati confirmed be sure to go to the patreon to get bonus episodes go to one on one podcast patreon and get all the bonus episodes you can also go to the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast patreon and get all the bonus audio episodes me and chris and Juan, we do this shit all the time you know you think there's only 12 episodes of illuminati confirmed guess again there's like 30 by now because we've done so many motherfuckers done so many patreon episodes and eventually you could find all those on chris's patreon uh we just gotta sit down and and maybe just go to the library or something and ask someone to teach him how to set it up (laughs) (laughs) that's what he threatened me with that's deep state damn all right well that you're already giving away too much enjoy the episode no peace no peace 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 it's all love Thank you. 
Illuminati confirmed. Here we are, yet again. The boys are back in town, and we have a very, very special guest. Someone who has joined me on my podcast recently, although the episode isn't out yet. Uh, it will be out by the time this episode is out, hopefully. And he is a whirlwind. He's experienced a lot. His name is Nathan Lee Miller Foster, and you better get it right, because he is my new friend. He's got a lot to share with us today. And, uh, you know, no pressure, Nathan Lee, because this is a fun show. We all just want to kick some ideas around and see what happens. And I know you're somewhat of a, a budding astrologer, maybe even a, a novice or a, a, an astrologer of some rapport. Uh, maybe you can help Chris Juan and I understand why the three of us came together to do this show. Maybe there's something in our astrological charts that has aligned us together. I'm a Libra, of course, you know, you and I are, are pretty much the same other than our moons. I have a, a Capricorn moon and you have a Leo moon, but Chris and Juan, I have no clue. I've never even asked them what their signs were because I was afraid that they might think I was gay. Um, <laughs> which is insulting, and I'm sorry to start start that uh, start this show off with such a bigoted comment after Pride Parade. But anyways, and I was attending at Pride Parade, just so everyone knows. You can hear more about that on the Patreon podcast that Juan and Chris and I do together. But before I go rambling off and on and on and off, uh, Juan, Chris, introduce yourselves. Juan from the One on One podcast. Find me anywhere on social media at the One on One podcast. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, where all the lizards live. So, yeah, and I'm a Taurus, bro. I was born April 23rd, 1994. So I am a Taurus. I am very stubborn. And as of recently, I I had a birth chart reading for done for the first time by Kaylee Burkana and I don't believe in that stuff, bro. I don't I don't believe in it. But hold on. I'm a believer now because I do believe in magic and we know that astrology and astronomy is very big in that the planetary alignments and all that stuff. So when she read my birth chart to me, it was like on point. She doesn't know me. She did not know me at all. Like she did not know who I was and it was eerily on point. Now, I know it's very general but some of the things that she said in there, she couldn't have possibly known. So I don't know how she was able to bring it up, but she did. Well, so. Can you introduce yourself briefly so I can keep giving everyone uh, the occult fans credits? Because he's this guy. We got a, a rock star on the show. He's got his own podcast. He's uh, in a band. So, you know, I still haven't gotten through Nathan Lee's resume. And you're telling us about your astrology reading one. Well, you, you wanted to know what sign I was, you fuck. So I'm telling you what sign I was, and I'll wrap it up there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Chris. Take it from here, bro. Don't Gemini gang, there. motherfucker. Who's happening? Gemini? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know the rest of it. Like, as far as moon rising and this, that, the other. I, but June 15th, so Gemini. Okay. So... You didn't even tell us it was your birthday. I feel like a real jerk friend that your birthday was last month, and I probably didn't even wish you a happy birthday. I think I said hey. happy birthday. What are you gonna do? It's all good, man. It's uh, not a big deal. Well, when you I get, don't, I don't know if I believe in it. Like I think there's some to it, but I don't think like 
you should be offended if somebody doesn't read. I'm motherfucking I'm 40, bro. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> I felt I felt that. I I, I still am offended though, because I like to I like to wish everyone a happy birthday, so I'm offended at myself, by the way, I should clarify. But anyways, here we are on Illuminati confirmed and I got to give this guy credit because he joined us last minute. I literally texted him 20 minutes ago and said, hey, do you want to be on this show? And, uh, you know, I should say I hoped that we would get Nathan Lee on eventually. Uh, but, yeah, without further ado, the occult fan, the man behind the six of swords, the six of cups, the six of discs and the six of um, wands podcasts, which are all on the same RSS feed, the occult fan. Nathan Lee, Miller Foster, welcome to the show, brother. How are you today? Hey, brother. Thank you, and uh, it's nice to meet both of you, our Gemini and Taurus friends. Um, yeah, I was literally in the woods, and I got a text from you, and I'm like, well, uh, the last time I got a text from you, I was wondering which way this would go. It's like, yep, yep. It uh, seemed like it was going forward, so I hustled back home, and with my Hobbit feet made it back. I'm born on Hobbit Day, in fact. It's 11 days after 9-11. And, uh, yeah, um, I'll just kind of listen more tonight, I think, than, uh, really, I want to hear what you guys are about. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then no pressure. I mean, we do want to have you included in the conversation as much as possible, but, yeah, this was kind of impromptu, and I was hoping to have this conversation with you at some point because you were texting me a bunch of interesting stuff that, you know, maybe you don't want to directly get into, but, uh... I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to explain the pictures you sent me? Because I was fascinated. I had a busy day today, so I wasn't able to address them. But you sent me a picture of uh, what I described as your altar. It looks like a very cool altar. Am I wrong there that this... uh, That's my record player. Your record player? Well, it's your music (laughs) altar. You called it an altar, and you're not the first person who said that. So I guess I just can't help but, you know, once you step into the magical thing, everything starts getting all... You alter it. Mm, but that's the thing, though, is so many of these things are implicitly esoteric. It's really once you have the eyes to see them, you start noticing this stuff through pop culture and in all these interesting places. So Yeah, absolutely. It was the Lost Highway soundtrack, too, mm. which um, I couldn't even dig into this like and tell you how this is literally like to the day kind of amazing stuff like. Well, and this is a good place to get into this because Juan and Chris uh, and I all discussed that same story that you and I discussed with the Matrix and David Lynch. So Juan and Chris are are filled in on that whole story. It's actually the Sun Conjunct Sirius right now, the dog star. So this is not an accident. Uh, Juan, not Ron, Juan asked about the uh, basically like what, you know, could be the connections. And just for an example, we're talking today on the dog star conjunction of the sun, the sun being vision. Wait, let's do that. So we can freak out half the crowd. Uh, Yeah. Oh, wait, I got it. Oh, there we go. Everyone's doing their thing. So the only one who didn't do it is the actual Illuminati one. Look for the, look at that guy. That's how we Illuminati confirmed. Oh, um, dude, I'm totally in the Illuminati. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess today is the dog star conjunction. And I was thinking about, you know, Keanu Reeves, like being made to look like he was, you know, wetting the paper and stuff like that, which is like, you know, his band was dog star. So there's all the connections there. But uh, that just made me realize that it's interesting that Lost Highway appeared today. I was thinking about you, Mark, because you told me about how she died on the way back to Manson's house. 
And actually, like, there's two Manson songs on there, and one of them's "I Put a Spell on You." Mm, so right, and, and she. I don't know if you've seen. Mm, go ahead. Well, I have seen Lost Highway. It was a very confusing movie at the time that I saw it because I really I wasn't aware of this whole world quite yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe rewatching it will garner more, you know, things that stand out. But yeah, uh, Jennifer Syme was a big influence on the soundtrack for that movie, particularly. Yeah. Isn't that weird that it showed up this morning? I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm still a little in the dark on what do you what you mean by how it showed up, but what? Uh, the Lost Highway album on vinyl, which mm-hmm. um, you ordered was, it and it got shipped today or something. Sold, it sold out like in like 45 minutes. Like it was like one of the highest sought after things that Sacred Bones Records put out. And oh. basically, I was at the time a member of the Record Society, and they gave us a heads up email. So I was like keyboard cat ready <laughs> to come down. <laughs> Wait, hold on, dude. We need to know your resume, dude. You keep jumping around like a fucking. Frog. All right, I'm gonna ignore that question. We're gonna come back around to the, to the gentleman in the sunglasses. Please simmer, simmer down. All right, so get the, the fuck out of here, dog. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave now. I'm getting the fuck. I'm getting the fuck out of here. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's all let's all compose ourselves. Slow down. So, do they teach you to say asshole at Mensa? <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? All right, so I'm going to start speaking backwards to make more sense. Thank you. I know. Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be here for like five minutes, I swear to God. All right, my my Mars is already – my Mars is like – okay. So anyways, the point is is that um, Sacred Bones Records is a record company that puts out kind of like esoteric-y, kind of like Mm. darker material. They have a girl named Pharmacon. If you want to give yourself a really good time, take a lot of LSD and blast Pharmacon. Mm. What was, that? the, that's, what that's, was the original don't name? Don't do that. Pharmacon or, I'm sorry, what was the answer? Dead uh, Bones. Sacred Dead Bones. Oh, Sacred Bones. Sorry. It's getting me all jazzed up, dude. No, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. So you you keyboard catted your way into getting the Lost Highway uh, vinyl shipped to you and it arrived today. Is that what I'm yeah. getting? Basically, which is today is Dog Star Day, essentially. Mm, of all the, days. The sun, which is visual, which is bringing attention to. Right. So that's why we all talk about our sun when we say our birthday. Mm. It's like, oh, what's the one thing that everyone sees? So you go through the checkout line, you see like Virgo this or whatever, and no one ever really sticks because like no wonder we don't think it makes any sense. You're like, oh, you're your hand. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not who you are. You're an entire being. Mm. So you have to realize that like we're – just like with anything in our, you know, just with like 432 hertz, take it or leave it. We've been miseducated to the point of stupidity or blindness or ignorance, right? Right, right. And and I, I should excuse uh, Chris there because I probably didn't give you the, the proper introduction that you deserve, Nathan Lee. So maybe Chris needs a little bit of uh, filler in, but give us like the quick 101 on, on who you are, brother, if you can. <laughs> I'm a okay. So my Illuminati creds <laughs> make that joke, but they're not really. It's this is a joke. I'm a Freemason. I'm a Rosicrucian. Um, I'm a member of a few other orders that I don't mention. Uh, basically, there's a bunch of yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I would I would say that if you really wanted the truth, and this is something that's like absolutely like. First of all, I can prove it, but secondly, like you say these things, and it's like, I am probably a planned birth. Hmm. So, the, I mean, like, or like by the deep state. Yeah, that. The deep state. Well, you just nailed it because Nathan Lee, tell him the name of your band. Nathan Lee and his deep state. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, you see, in the modern, yeah, in the modern, you're going to blow your speakers out with that thing tonight. I just, that's the last time you need that one. Um, no, really, there's, there's a, um, there's, there's a bunch of uh, forces that work in our lives. And if we think that they're not real, then all the better for the forces that, you know, are there because you're just going to be an ant scurrying around while the uh, humans walk about. Right. But um, no, it's, 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 it's to the point where it's gotten ridiculous, like even in like my own experience. So uh, Nathan Lee and his deep state, that's just something I use. Cause it's kind of like, you know, these days you just put it right out there and it's like, you can say it if they don't believe you perfect cover story. So, <laughs> and, and see, you can just say that these days you just mm. can say that. So you're in the deep state. Long story short though, like, Disney itself is a company that my friend, my best friend's Joey J. He's born on 8888. And uh, he's just, he's a lovely guy. He's got a Gemini moon uh, and a Leo sun. He's just one of the best people alive. Like he's so chill. You, you just like him. You want to be around him. Uh, so basically I was talking with him. He's like, Disney man's got their finger in like every pie. Mm. And so basically like when you look at the bed knobs and broomsticks, this is my resume. This is how I'm doing my resume now. Bed knobs and broomsticks is obviously about the occult, right? We all know it's got like Satis D, like John D and Astaroth and stuff like that. In that film, which is 13, the witchcraft number, before my year of birth, which I'm born seven months and seven days after the Duffer Brothers who did uh, straight uh, Stranger Things. And uh, not to give anything away about that, but my ancestor is the first man to fall for this country. His name's Jonathan Harrington. He died in the Battle of Lexington and Conquered. And, Damn. Uh, based- and basically, you have Jonathan, who's in love with Nancy, and Steve Harrington. So Jonathan Harrington. No, these people absolutely know who I am, like without a doubt. And so the question is, like, how does this work? I'm slowly figuring that out. Uh, not quickly enough to my liking, but all things in their due time. Long story short, 13 years before my birth, they released my birthday in, as I've told you, on the side of a car in uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. They also then have a character named Nate Foster, who got famous for singing just last March. They released this. I'm a singer named, you know, when you shorten the name, it's Nate Foster. Uh, Another one is my ancestor on my other side is uh, Susanna Martin, who was one of the women slain in Salem. Uh, So I am Patriot blood on my father's side and witch blood on my mother's side. I mean, that feels really good to say. I hope it sounds as cool as I think it does. And basically, yeah, it fucking does. And so basically, um, Susanna Martin was killed in Salem, and they made Hocus Pocus about that. But that's obviously about my family. So Disney has, like, some weird thing. And the Coupe de Gracie, I'm leaving out a lot of stuff, but the Coupe de Gracie is that Disney's coming to my damn town to film next month. What? Do you know what what they're filming? Halloween Town 5. <laughs> Five of all numbers. Okay. Okay. This is, uh, this is the hometown of Harry and the Potters, the wizard rock band, just to add some more layers. HP, Harry Potter, Hocus Pocus, and such. Right. And are you willing to disclose the name of that town? We might have listeners in your town. Be careful. You don't want to get uh, stalkers. That would be bad for them. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't think any of our listeners are like too invasive they're all very sweet and kind again, again it's it's not it's not a concern it's literally <laughs> it's not a concern okay. um so basically yeah no um they can look up where disney's filming to make it more interesting but i'll end this like bodacious rant with the idea that there's this uh, show called uh, zero hour not the one made about chernobyl but the one that's made in 2013 about the rosicrucians versus the nazis and the end of the world and with CERN getting turned on, is it fact or fiction? I'll, I'll end the, that's my resume. 
Damn. I'm a well, rock star, motherfucker. Well, and our last episode of this exact podcast was about Nazis in Antarctica and South America and all these other places. So, well, we touched on it. We talked about a lot of other stuff, too. But, yeah, definitely a privilege to have uh, a Rosicrucian here on the show. I can't say you're our first, but... I won't let the listeners know which one that first was. It was one of the first 11 guests. Um, <laughs> and uh, here we are now. So, yeah, we won't uh, we won't spend too much time on your resume unless you have anything more to, spe- to say. But, Chris, I feel like Chris has a bunch of questions. And I should tell you, you know, like, this is a good cop, bad cop, crazy cop show where uh, Juan's the bad cop, I'm the good cop, and Chris is that crazy cop who might just start f- firing at I'm any point. Cop, bro. <laughs> you guys are like basically Hecate. That's, that's the goddess Hecate, as you're aware. Okay, and that's interesting because Catherine of the Wheel, are you familiar with uh, how Hecate is connected to Catherine of the Wheel and Catherine the Great and all this like Kate symbolism, the, the name Kate? Uh, oh, I'm not, but I'm just, if I can just throw two things out that people probably wouldn't know to, it's Catfish Kate is uh, one of the most recent Pixies song, songs, uh, and uh, Kate Bush was the major theme on Stranger Things 4, which Miguel then went to the awesome trouble of twinning me with the, my own, fa- he didn't know that it was my family name, but he twinned me with Steve in an amazing intro uh, before the Aeon Bite Live, mm. which if you haven't seen, it's just so, it's so good. Mm. So, yeah, Kate Bush. Right on, right on. Well, Chris, ask some questions. You seem very confused. You're rolling up joints 10 minutes into the interview. Confused, dude. (laughs) You're confused? If I understand this correctly, you're a planned birth from Disney Corporation to be a rock star? That's actually probably the most... I know that you're just saying it, but that's actually probably the most concise... Uh, when you when you realize that Walt Disney himself was not a Mason, he was a Demole. And this uh, is you on 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 the Instagram. Yeah, I can't see that, dude. Um, but Walt fan. Disney was a Rosicrucian, so it just gets more and more interesting. A cult fan. Um, yeah, that's him. But yes, that's that's that is I. That's you. Yes, Chris. Yes, yes. yes, Chris. I'm just making sure. Jeez, that, Chris. Well, that's that's definitely my Albanian cousin. Dude, I don't know. Maybe you got like you know like you got styled up in some of these photos, but I just wanted to make sure. Dude, I love that you think I got styled up. Uh, that's the okay. Thanks. Anyways, you're not styled up. You're pretty styled up, dude. Thanks, it's man. It's a compliment. Okay. It's a compliment. Next question. Next question. Juan, any thoughts so far before we get into some deeper topics? Because I do want to ask you about Stranger Things. I feel like everyone's been talking about Stranger Things lately. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I'll, I'll give you guys some good stuff that I haven't released anywhere else yet. Tell us. Except for my blog. Like, tell us, so yeah, you, please. You do astrology readings? Is that the gig? Well, Chris, what do you take leeches and remove? Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, Chris, do do you want a one hundred and one on astrology? Is that what? Where's you're... the deep state? Where where's the deep state Instagram? Is it what? What is it? Well, you could listen to his music on uh, several Band different Camp. places. Yeah, Bandcamp, and I think there's some songs on YouTube as well, right? But, oh, so that's me rocking this... out on guitar. That's not okay. so much as anything for a song. That's just me going, you know, very crazy with the guitar. Okay. 
That okay, makes more sense. Her name is Alice. My guitar, of course. Right. So, 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 all right. So, boom, you're deep state and you're admitting it. And that means what? Also, are you aware that you're in Illuminati no. or are they, are they aware that you're in Illuminati? <laughs> I'm going to answer yes to all of what you just said. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. And, you know, I mean, who, what, is, what even is the Illuminati after? Do you get dossiers like in the movies? Do you get like missions and stuff? Like, I think you're going? talking over Juan's question now. <laughs> do, you, do you, I just have one question. Do you know Ronnie Pontiac by any chance? Sorry, man. No? All right. Why is, is that, that? Who's that? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. He's, he studied astrology with Manly P. Hall. Oh, cool, dude. So you kind of remind me of him aesthetically. He's got a band too. And hopefully I'm going to have a, a interview with him. I just didn't know if you just happened to know who he was. I will listen to your interview. That's going to be cool. I hope you yeah. guys have a good time. Yeah, I hope so too. Hopefully he comes through. We'll see what happens. Ronnie Pontiac. Yeah, that's a hell of a name. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to like give you the 33 degrees, but that is kind of the show that we do here. The, you know, the third, the third degree. degree. Mark, if you fucking knew anything. I know. I was pun intended. Okay, Chris. But <laughs> who's in the deep state now, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I am friends with Nathan Lee, so I guess that makes me in the Illuminati as well. Hit me with that button. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I want to get into Stranger Things. I know we usually blast our guests with all kinds of questions about themselves, but. Uh, I think weird? the way Nathan Lee researches this stuff is naturally going to be a part of his story and his, we're going to learn more about him as the conversation so, goes on. I've had a lot of synchronicities going on lately. Tell us. And I, and I don't know if it's because of the comic book coming out. I promise I didn't put any sigils in there, but I guess with all the energy and all this stuff, it's. <laughs> I've been having a lot of, so I literally, I was literally talking to somebody cause somebody hit me up on Instagram about Coral Castle. Cause we did that episode with Chaz of the dead and somebody hit me up and sent me a book that, uh, Edward, I think is it lead scanning Scalnin or something like that. He did a, he wrote a book on magnetism, the guy from Coral Castle. So a fan of the show sent me the book. So mind you, he sent me the book. And then I'm listening to Joe Rogan, and this is before this is you know this is after he had already sent me the book, and I and I forwarded it to Paranoid American to Thomas, and then fucking Rogan starts talking about Coral Castle, after I had already sent the book to Thomas and the guy sent it, to and me. after I wrote Joe Rogan a handwritten letter asking if I could be on his podcast. <laughs> Are you trying to manifest it, bro? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying yeah, to manifest going on. I I, bro, I lit it on fire and drank the ashes. Did you? You needed to jerk off on it, then put it on fire, dude. I was oh, trying to leave the secret ingredient out, Juan. We don't need other people copying me, dude. Then it's not going to work. Sorry. Anyways, so the other day, check this out. The other day, so I've, I've had a few, like, synchronicities. The other day, I went to Publix with, and it's like a supermarket here in Florida. Yes, we know that. I went to, to Publix, and I picked him out. He, he likes Peppa Pig, right? I picked him out this magazine. It was a Peppa Pig magazine. Okay. And I bought it for him. I come home. My wife is at the doctor with our newborn. 
at the doctor getting him checked out and all this stuff for his one month visit. And guess what the fucking nurse's name was? Peppa Pig. Peppa. Bro, fucking Peppa. And I was like, there's no way. I send her a picture of my son holding the Peppa Pig magazine. And then the fucking nurse's name is Peppa. And then there was one more that I completely forgot. Well, think about, about it like this, Juan. You are noticing synchronicities. The word synchro has to do with time. And you're making a comic book about the Saturn time cube. I mean, what do you <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? You said there's no sigils. The whole comic book's a sigil. Well, I didn't put any, you know, Grant Morrison or or anything. You're know, be, 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 you're you're missing the point. Like, there you go, look at that. Boom, yeah. yeah look at that. You're That's speaking. Right there. Look at right. That. Well, and I think who better to have on for this conversation than the occult fan? But nonetheless. Um, but also, I just rewatched the first season of Stranger Things that I finished yesterday. Okay. And I'm working my way back because I wanted to see the new material that they put out. Perfect. And then we're talking about Stranger Things, bro. Right. This is, this is uh, too much of a coincidence. Well, and I think Chris and I... <laughs> Chris and I both, right? Chris, you haven't seen Stranger Things, have you? Yeah, I mean... You've uh, seen it, but you don't watch it, right? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a couple okay. of new ones I want to so, Yes or no, bro. Yes or no. Have you yeah, seen it? Yes I don't really pay attention when I watch it. Well, that, that's... A, okay. Well, that's... You're, so you're, you're saying your lady makes you watch it. We get that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, me, I've seen only the first few episodes of the first season and really nothing more. So I don't know that much about it. And Stranger you, Things pipe. Right on. Smoke Yo, some you trees. Really bug out. My my friend Gabby is in that show, which is really weird too. What? So now we have a person, a personal connection, a friend of a friend. <laughs> we gotta get into this. So Stranger Things Hail, Nicholas K. MK Ultra. <laughs> Up the wing, Wahoo, Wazoo in, in this show. MK Ultra, we got portals, we got all kinds of stuff. And I've heard recently conspiracy theorists are really liking this show because it's putting these topics out there in a way where, let's say, normies are starting to understand what MK Ultra is, which I'm like, this seems like a controlled release, right? Like they're letting people know at this point it's in time. It's purposeful. It's mm. actually, um, no, see, I, I just realized today it's not so much what people call predictive programming as it is what they call assuming the God form. What does that mean? Uh, particularly devotional aspects of the human consciousness within a pantheon that has, has been established over time that's formed what they call an egregore, which is like a mastermind, basically. You can then tap in and become certain energies. If you put these energies into the world, it's like, oh, we're becoming like stranger things. It's like, no, you're becoming the God form and now CERN, blah, 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 you know, which was season three. And then if you look at uh, the Nazi bell, Dr. Farrell, dark journalist, Gigi Young type stuff, uh, Nazi, um, if you notice how in Stranger Things 4, uh, that's the Nina project. Well, flip the vowels like you can do in any gematria. So N-A-N-I, flip your uh, dimensional N- the second N, what let what word is that? Tell us. <laughs> Nina and flip it backwards. <laughs> On in. Nazi, bro. Oh shit. Illuminati it's, confirmed. And so, oh my god, that's that's okay. So um basically, not to give anything away, but eleven basically just makes that shit go up in the air and then back down, which is all the original Nazi bell could do. 
So this is also something of a kind of like a controlled release of like, welcome to your new reality. The first one was CERN and this, uh, like, I guess the third season was CERN. The second one was using the Nazi bell. I'm sure the fourth one's going to be whatever technology is like <clears throat> the Rona and stuff like that. So, um, you know, whatever's going on with all of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered that kind of aspect of the new technological lockdown. They're basically trying to implement what Rudolf Steiner talks about as the eighth sphere. They're trying to make something descend into this realm, which will be like uh, the Power Man 5000 song. Remember Worlds Collide? They got the system for the total control. And that's Rob Zombie's little brother, too. Mm. So um, just throwing all these things at you really quickly. But then that was a big revelation because Nina Sharp is the assistant of William Bell in Fringe, which is about uh, the same kind of torturing children to activate their psychic powers so that they become psychic weapons. Right which is a large part of the new reality that we're going to be entering into because the sentinels that you're going to need to keep the society down are not just going to have guns. They're going to need to be like minority report. Mm. I'm just, my quick, at quick question. Where, where does Elias Artista fit into all this, bro? <laughs> Chris, we are so lost. Who's Juan? Can you give us a? I know, I know Nathan Lee might know, but can you tell everyone who doesn't know who that person is? Well, he's still uh, mysterious to me. I want to hear from a Rosicrucian. Okay, but can you knows. give us like what you know about him before Nathan Lee explains so what he knows? He is uh, either you can take it from the Paracelsian point of view, where it's yeah, because we all have that point of view. <laughs> It's a pseudonym for salt, right? For the, the mercury and the alchemical process and all this stuff, salt. Uh, alias artista, which is like, you know, whatever. But then there's also this concept of it being this Rosicrucian messiah. But the problem with that is that it's like a three-part prophecy. Mm. That a quarter of the population needs to be infected by something or annihilated. And then there was another one that needs to survive. A qu another quarter needs to survive. And when was, was this one. guy born? Pre-Georgia Guidestones or post-Georgia Guidestones? Bro, this is like, this is this is Paracelsian. This is oh, okay. This is pre-Rosicrucian official doctrine, even. Well, that's the thing when because the Rosicrucians came out with like 1600, 1700s or whatever after right their manifesto of Cro Ro yeah, Christian Rosicrucians, whatever it was called. So that's why I want to see where all this plays in, in a role in because. It's very weird that they say that a quarter has to die, the other one has to has to survive. Then there was one more in there. I forgot Wait, what it was. Juan, Juan, hold on. This is Rosicrucian prophecy, like Jesus kind of shit. Is gonna, a, a messiah. This is yes. What needs to happen, and then when that happens, like bada bing, bada boom, we're in the right spot. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Sorry, bro, 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 bro. You can't ignore this shit, all right? We're talking about an alchemical process that's happening in real well, time. And what you You're just talking about the sphere of humanity? I mean, it's You're not Chris, about it's individual it's, groups dying. Chris. So Chris, when you look at the Georgia Guidestones and he just said that the 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 guy prophesized this whole thing about, you know, no, no, population no, so control. Me, I mean, it doesn't totally let me explain it more. So Elias Artista is this it's the immortal alchemist. He exists outside of space and time. So we're talking about stranger things. We're talking about alternate dimensions and all this shit. So this character is supposed to have 
visited all the greatest alchemists personally to let them know and give them a pat on the back, almost like an ascended master type of thing. Helena Bavatsky. Okay. So this is like this guy, almost like a, a St. Germain, if you will. He just a, pops up. Yo, you're on the right track. Keep it going. A flamel that there's, yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll right, pop okay. in and then he'll be like, Hey dude, you're doing a good job. And then just, they'll say, Hey, he's Got gone. It. You know what I mean? So, and again, he's immortal, like a flamel or a Germain or whoever else, other, other alchemists of the time that have been known to be immortal. Cause they figured out the secret of, the philosopher's stone and alchemy. So or whatever the if fuck you were like Thoth or something though, with that big bird face, it'd be real hard to be camouflaged just walking around New York city and shit. Or would it, you know what I mean? Cause I was oh, watching shapeshifters. Well, I was watching a uh, big trouble in little China the other day. You know what I'm saying? There's that snake lady that lives in the basement and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'd be paying attention. I love that movie. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Kurt Russell's bro. All right. Well, well, Nathan Lee, what are your thoughts? Are, are you familiar with this uh, AA guy? I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'll just use his... EA. EA, okay. Elias Astrashum, something like that? Elias Artista. Okay. All right, so so hold up. So that's the guy, the Messiah. These things happen, and then a third of the population turns into pillars of salt or whatever the fuck, and then what happens? Oh, I don't know what happens. That's why I'm asking the Rosicrucian what happens because I'm curious. Did you think he's just going to tell us straight up the yeah. truth? You better, dude. <laughs> okay. Better. At your own discretion, what do you think? That was, that was the answer. I better. <laughs> you're better than that. Well, I, I respect your oath to secrecy if that's what you're... I didn't say I'm better than that. I might just be, you know... You, you just to tell you right now I'm getting messages on my screen saying these guys are way too close. Uh, we're sending screenshot them, that and send it to us. We're sending, All we're the way rabbit. units right now. Screen, to pitch them so are we, are we on to something? Is there a white hat versus black hat force? That's what I would say is that that is most likely. Yeah. Retaliates and hits. Whoa, that's weird. Um, dude, you, Chris is going to be the first to go. All right. So anyways, <laughs> Yeah, screenshot that and send it to me, man. Yeah, that's we would totally send you things. Anyways, um, so the point is, nice nipples. So the point <laughs> oh, is, thanks, bro. Nice hair, dog. For men, nipples for men. It's a new hair club, hair club for nipples for men. Yo, so so they're gonna whack me? Is that what you're telling me? We got this on film. We have on film that you do a good enough job whacking yourself. Yo, way to avoid the question. <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about Stranger Things, and then one. Yo, that's a threat. We got a threat now. I'm well, Chris, you're the over there from the Illuminati slash Deep State versus one of your one of the founding members of this podcast. Chris, you're that's over there, straight up fart boying all over the place, <laughs> stinking up this podcast. Let yeah. the man speak. I'm getting threats, man. Now I'm feeling like I'm backed into a. Corner, no, you're man. fine. We're all, we're all, we're all wearing gloves here. This is no, this isn't no holds barred podcasting. Well, we're getting too close to the truth. All right. Well, Juan, why did you bring that up? Does that have anything to do with Stranger Things, or are you just taking shots at our Rosicrucian friend no, here? No, I'm, I'm, I am curious. I am, I'm just a student, bro. I'm just a researcher. Okay. So I am I. Something that. There's not a lot of information about. So would you join? Would you join if Nathan Lee told you that the only way to find this information is to join yourself? No. Oh. Okay. So you're just a Cowan then, right? Is that what we call them, Cowans? So I looked into joining 
AMROC, right? I looked into what it would be to join. And, and one of the things that really popped out to me when I, when I was looking at the, the paperwork and all that stuff there was it states specifically that to practice whatever it is that they're going to give you to not just read it. Cause that would be in theory. And it made it very clear to not, you know, to participate in the ritual or ceremony or whatever, and not read it. And cause that's what we do, right? As conspiracy theorists, we, we have all this fucking knowledge and we do nothing with it. And then you have the secret societies or occult circles that actually put it to work, I guess, and to test it out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, well, that's like what we talked to Esoteric Eddie about when we, mm-hmm. when he said esotericism applied, you know, like applying this to your life in a way that actually helps your life and doesn't take away from it. But you grab Mark Stavish's book, Nathan Lee, is there a reason you want to, let's get into egregores. We talked about this on the show. Ooh, the egregore of the Amork, which for people who aren't aware, Amork, I don't know how, you know, some Rosicrucians would consider them, but my friend from Norway, who's a Rosicrucian, according to him, he's of a Rosicrucian order that has a direct lineage to the original order. Uh, and he said that Amork is sort of like, to them, not really taken seriously. And and maybe that's just inner, you know, fraternity squabbling. But uh, but I, I think there might be some truth to that when you consider like the Amork stuff. Like I have a couple of their books because what they would do is they would distribute this stuff like a mail-in Rosicrucian. Anybody could become a Rosicrucian if you mail the right amount of money. They send you back your supplies. You put it into practice and, and they'd send you maybe like tests or so on. But a lot of those people probably gave up halfway through and then just gave all their stuff away to some used bookstore. And then some guy like me comes along and, you know, theorizes about it and, and never puts it into practice. So, but yeah, maybe the, the, that concept of mail order Rosicrucian creates an egregore of unwitting people who are like, you know, sort of feeding it monetarily to get more material. And now they're adding more people to this mind network. What do you think, Nathan Lee? Yeah, there's definitely a ton of different groups. There are some uh, Rosicrucian groups that are Masons only, and they might not take that other group seriously. And then they might not take that other group seriously because one of them's Hasid and the other one's not. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like if you convert the if any of us converted to Judaism, uh, not not any of us would really be accepted by like Hasids, for right. example. Right. There's always that kind of thing. So they have their own egregore, and they're not going to allow other people to technically be part of that in just the strictest definition. If I am I making sense? Yeah. So then there's other Rosicrucian groups that have an openness that have like claim to a different story or a lineage. I mean, I would assume right that. And so this actually goes into the origin story in a very clear, practical manner. Mark Stavish is wonderful for this kind of thing. No bullshit. Just like what is really happening. And, uh, you know, I don't, what's, um, what is the, I just want to know for later, what's the name of your friend's group that's in Switzerland or Sweden? I'm sorry. I can't remember. He's never told me, but, um, and we've never spoken about that on the air. So I, I wouldn't feel comfortable revealing his identity, but yeah, he's from Norway. So people could probably Norway. do the, you know, backtracking and see the only Norwegian guest I've ever had on my podcast. So until I get another, it's pretty easy to narrow down. Um, so I was just was wondering, cause like that kind of stuff is a personal interest to me. Um, I am not a member of any of the Mason only ones. I'm mm. a member of Amork. That's what my life led okay. me to do. 
Uh, we also have a lodge or had a lodge in so, Holston. So is it, am I correct in my assumption that it's all mail order or no, there are actual lodges and you can join? Well, we let women in. No, I mean mail as in like you mail it in, like, <laughs> you know what I meant. Come on now. <laughs> but up, up. Um, I know that was good. Um, thanks. Anyways, so the point is, is that it's something that you can go to lodges. We uh, have our things distributed to us. You can actually just download them from the website now, so you can print it out and such. Hmm. I haven't been to lodge in a while, as you can figure out, you know, stuff from the past two years and all of the heinous bullshit that's been coming down. Mm, right. uh, I, I really have, I, I hold no candle for anyone who's a oppressor or a destroyer of liberty or freedom. Uh, just, doesn't matter what group I'm part of. If my any group that I was a part of ever got in the way of freedom, I would be out like uh, in a, in a like in a burning bridge minute. What about the deep state? What about it? I mean, these would be oppressors of freedom, correct? Are they? Seems like it. <laughs> well, you don't even know that Nathan Lee's in the deep state. The name of the band, dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his own deep state. May, how do you know you're not a part of his deep state by being on this podcast? Yeah, dude. That's, that's well, the one I go for. Right, Can, right. May I add to also that Mr. Pontiac is... We're going to take your voice samples from this episode and use it on one of Nathan Lee's live shows as like a, a denouncer. A what? I don't I'm know. I'm just trying to understand, man. element in the theatrics <laughs> so, of his show. So we got the uh, Rosicrucian Order, and they have a Agrigore, and that Agrigore is doing, like, I think of an agrigore like a, a, a Juan's favorite word, the golem, mm. right? but it's like a mental golem. Well, you're kind of like, in a linguistic those, way, using two words to say the same thing, like the word okay. aggregate and egregore. I pronounce it egregore. No, it's okay. I've heard people pronounce it the way you pronounce it, and I think there's some truth in both, because the way I interpret it is like, you're aggregating minds with an egregore. The more people that become a part of this vibration, for lack of a better word, egg hatches, aggregate together. And then the other one is what Juan just, you know, jumped in with is egregore. Like you're creating something together. A group of people are creating an egg that then hatches and becomes something else, right? The same way an egg becomes, you know, a lizard or a chicken or a fish. You know, an egg can, can become many different things. It could be a, an egg inside of a, a fallopian tube that gets, you know, fertilized by a sperm and becomes a human being. So, yeah. Okay, so, I, what are, so what are we doing here? So we're going to aggregore, whichever way you want to say it, a golem of some sort, a mind golem of some sort. To complete so a what? certain objective or agenda. So that's okay. why... My question about like white hat versus black hat, and this could also be funneled into the stranger things conversation because it's like, well, why would they expose all these ideas to the people? Maybe it's because there are two factions, white hat versus black hat that are trying to control this deep state, so to speak. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I mean, that's so kind of a cliche idea, but. Does the Rosicrucian order, sorry, does the Rosicrucian order is what I'm trying to get at here is they're trying to create this aggregor mental thing, whatever, but to what end? What is the purpose? What is the purpose from their perspective? Bro, to take over the fucking world. What do you oh, think? Oh, so it's dude? pinky in the brain shit. Power, dog. Well, but that, but that's coward. also the thing. It's like to say that they 
uh, what are they trying to do with it? It's like it's the same thing that any other group that's tried to take power tries to do. It's just a vehicle through, for for which these things happen. It's not that like one group invented the egregore and now we need to stop them. I think the act of making an egregore is just something that civilizations and groups do. I mean, can I you, just interject for a second? That's why you're here. Yes, please. VR is God's egregore of herself, himself, itself. Like, you know what I mean? We're God's dream and then God awakens like the wind fish and we disappear like that Zelda game. Well, the way I see it is if it's perceivable, it's not God. So, cause you remember it's emanation. It's an emanation of the source. So anything that we can perceive is just a reflection of the divine. So I, you know, and then it's funny because the whole, I learned from Manly P hall that the whole the idea of, you know, in, in story of Moses that Jesus showed his backside to him. So apparently showing your backside, your ass to somebody is a sign of like initiation or something. I have to look for the quote again. I'll look for it while you guys are talking, but it's very interesting because, you know, we're talking about bringing the hidden to, <laughs> to light, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> because Mark, I've always talked about this, about how the observer effect is a real thing, right? So they need people to partake in these, I guess you could call them ceremonies or rituals or something. But one thing is people don't understand that they're part of the ritual. So when you're sitting in front of your TV watching Netflix, you're perhaps mm. being put in a ritual unknowingly, right? You're being entertained, but the world's a stage. So... I've always said that the, the, the magicians or the sorcerers, uh, as they're, as they grow in power and, and, and money, their stages gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So they're able to project these egregores or these things through everyone's fucking scrying mirror at their house. I mean, that's what a TV is. If you really look at it, it's, so you sit there and you see into the other aether, right? Into the other dimension. You're fucking literally looking into some, you know, you're, you're, right now we're peeking through the world wide web into another dimension. I can see you guys. You guys are there. It's true. Yeah. So I, I've always said this. I mean, this is something that, you know, people go, well, it's all bullshit. Maybe it is bullshit, but we, you can't, you can't expend the observer effect. Why does it happen? Well, we don't know. You get a Nobel Peace Prize if you fucking solve that one. So I think us partaking, you know, the, us being there is part of, the ritual. It, it's part of it. That's why they make all these movies and they relate them to what the tarot cards, you know, we're talking about symbology and all these things. So it's part, yeah, there you go. So it's part of, it's part of a I, I, dude. I mean, it's, this shit goes deep. I mean, let me find that quote that I'm talking about. Can I just um, read yes. something from this about Amorx since, yes. and I'm definitely going to need to follow up with you after this, not now, but about your friend. I, I'm right now it's one of the most important things I could do is figure out more about these different Rosicrucian groups. Cause um, some Rosicrucian groups, if they're not letting other Rosicrucians in, are they really Rosicrucian groups or are they just telling you the Rosicrucian groups? Oh, like a no, smoke no, screen. I'm not trying to be catty. No, no, no. I know. I'm, I don't, I don't hold the candle for anyone else either. So yeah, I hear you. Okay. So this is just from Mark Stavish's book. So this should go as far as you want it to go. That's uh always critical to think for yourself. Oh, I think all four of us here, well, three, whatever, all four of us agree on that. Um, <laughs> shots, bro. Shots, man. I come in peace, bro. <laughs> he was talking. I'm just going to keep reading. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. Lee. Yep. 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 
Naturally, you will suffer much, individually and collectively, before the day and hour of triumph comes. But these sorrows, these tests and trials, uh, this is basically a prophecy that's been mailed out to the original uh, members of AMORC back in like 1915, since that's when this, you know, it's, it went underground and then it was reborn again. Because like um, Juan was observing, or in this case, not observing, not everything happens on the material causal plane. Uh, and not everything happens on the material plane. Most, actually, everything happens on the causal plane. By the time it gets here, this is not the time to try to change things. It's already manifested. So this is original documents from the 1915 resurgence. Uh, and to answer the Fama Fraternitas thing, that was 1514, 1515, and 1516, uh, the three famous Rosicrucian documents. So, but, I mean. Christian Rosencrantz, right? It's the whole exactly. Um, I see, I don't know if I'm doing this. That's probably R, and there's an R and a C. Mm. That's probably the C and the R, right? All right, so, um, oh, cool, man. Uh, you're about to hear that actually coming up in a second. Uh, because it's not just like group minds, it's like we can start, especially if you have people who are like have strong psychic sending, there's going to be stuff that's coming down already, uh, like mist in the in the heavens, kind of, kind of pretty, pretty way to put it. Libra, Libra appreciates that. And Taurus, because you're actually a Venus-ruled sign as well. Uh, Gemini and Virgo are Mercury. So let's continue. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Mercury's a planet. All right, naturally, you will suffer much individually and collectively before the day and hour of triumph comes. And this showed zero hour. This is like hand-in-hand hand with what's going on. Uh, it says, uh, but these sorrows, these tests and trials will make your souls purer and stronger. Uh, now get this one. It says, and you as the builder of the great temple of human souls will meet great opposition and must sacrifice the greater part of your life that truth may come. Sometime, when you least expect it, you will find in your country the place where the secret R.C. stone was placed by our delegates, the monks on the mount, and where again you will meet face-to-face -face the master, capital M, who guided you here. And to finish, it says, I now ask that you pledge to us that you will take up for the work for man's freedom, against man's slavery, for man's, all capital letters, so they didn't have any soy boys at the time, cough. Okay, <clears throat> knowledge for, um, no, okay, for man's knowledge against man's ignorance, for light against darkness, both capitalized, light against darkness, for our order against the... And then it goes dot, dot, dot. And I speculate it's the deceiver, which I'll let you figure out who, what character that traditionally is. But basically, that which would enslave people is the deceiver, which to finish the ranto, Tool's most recent album says, the deceiver says, you don't want to breathe the light of the others. You belong to me. The Deceiver in Tool lyrics gets into this because Tool's now been doing, you can look up these videos about how they've been getting into Rosicrucian work and alchemy and stuff like, it's so fucking cool. So thank you for that question. I love it. And I hope that gave a little bit of light on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can I say the, the ass thing? So I'm studying the Nat Paul tarot and... I was looking and reading about the, the fool card, right? zero. And in some decks of the tarot, the creature tearing at the legs of the fool has so rent his garments as to reveal the buttocks. Yeah. There you go. 
To the ancient symbolists, this signified the material universe whose mysteries were revealed by the cats or panthers, the priest of Osiris, uh, Osiris, yeah, I said that right, who rending the garments of the infinite rendered his inferior parts visible to the wise. A somewhat similar allegory is related about Moses, who was granted the right of beholding the nether parts of God. The animal tearing at the garments may, in this case, be interpreted as either the dog of Hermes, the symbol of wisdom, or the cat of Babastus, the night seer, or the hierophant, whose inner vision is capable of penetrating the darkness of matter. So again, this this showing, again, because they've always said this, because we're right, the whole Rosicrucian thing is that they made the whole King James version of the Bible and you have Francis Bacon and all these guys in there and they put alchemical symbolism within the Bible itself, you know, the original King James version. So this all plays a role. Cause I'm like, why would, you know, he, Moses is talking about, you know, you can't, you can't look him in the face or whatever. I can't even see him. But then he'll show me his ass. Like, well, you know, what the fuck's all this shit about? And then Moses apparently means the Indiana Jones, where the guys see the force of God from the Ark of the Covenant, and it just blows them away. Mm-hmm. Like to see the ass of God. First of all, <laughs> we just got to say that tonight. But um, yeah, I think that there's other allegories than just that, and it would be like his backside would be like like you talked about with the emanations. The backside could be seen. I'm just spitballing here. But that could be seen as like, oh, that was like the post, like uh, I would say post um, Yesod, post Malkuth version of God. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to respond with what makes sense to me right now. And that that seems to be a version of that. There's obviously like the elephant, bunch of blind men groping the elephant because that's the kind of parties they had back then. But yeah, we all have a slightly different take and it's valuable. That's why like harmony is good. We can learn to get along and like, the more we can communicate, like this tool song schism, rediscover communication, then we cannot be oppressed by those who would seek to have us just fight amongst ourselves. Mm, right. Yeah, and it is interesting, like considering we're talking about egregores, when you look at how these ideas make their way into all of these different pop cultural icons, works, you know, all these different projects, and it creates this conspiracy theory of oh some grand designer master weaver some planner is planning all this stuff ahead of time right and I think it could be more easily explained in just that there's an egregore of people that sort of reach a similar vibration and these ideas even though they might not be original to them are flowing around in this mind space that they've joined into. And then because they're an artist, these symbols come through their work knowingly or unknowingly. And because this sort of egregore force is actually behind it, these people seem to be working in lockstep when they might not even be aware of each other. And then that's where these synchronicities happen. You talk about, you know, these really profound artists, they seem to synchronistically meet with people who then they collaborate with and it all happens so perfectly and <laughs> a cult fan shaking his head righteously along. Like seizure, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this as I go on and on? No, man. Uh, well, first of all, you know, the Pisces rising, super sensitive, super caring, super artistic. Um, just talking with Joey last night, too. Um, he basically, I mean, I said literally almost what you were just saying. 
but Joey, Joey, Joey loves, Joey loves my Leo moon and knows not, I don't know if he's just saying it. And I think it, I know he means it. I'm just kidding. But he's like, you're not just a special artist. I'm like, Oh, but yeah, there, there's like some weird designs happening directly that are bigger than me that I don't necessarily fully understand. Why do I feel so obligated to fight for the white lodge? What is this about like in twin peaks? And to your point, Together, all of us have some piece of that. I am excited to learn more about what everyone here thinks because fuck if I have all the answers on my own. But I think you're absolutely correct, and it is working very perfectly. And, um, you know, I love your Capricorn moon, by the way, since we're both the Libra with the Pisces. I like the hardworking and the solid no bullshit. Give, you know, it's a Missouri, I think, show me state, like mm. that kind of thing. Mm. I really appreciate that. You know, there's there's something to be said for the idea of manifestation, but there's also something to be said for the blindness, which comes from relying overly on that as well. Uh, just to be Libra about it, but oh. yeah, man, um, super sensitive people will the art. This is directly what we were saying. Like, doesn't it, doesn't it come through the artists of the time? Aren't they the first to notice that the veil is being, um, severely knocked off of its kilter by the CERN thing? Like that's an extreme problem that we need to find a way to work together as everyone here and those of like mind who ostensibly want the good. I mean, I, I, I don't need labels as long as it really is the good. And I think we all kind of know what that is, but yeah, the point is, is that with some shits coming down and I want to emphasize the concept of the eighth sphere. This relates to what's going on with that weird demonic shit over at CERN and stuff like that. Even no agenda started talking about like, is, are there demons going on right now? I mean, the, uh, Adam Curry is uh, someone who was on Joe Rogan literally like this time last year, I was listening to that Joe Rogan. So this is for me a nod that I'm on the right path, but basically um, I hope I kind of uh, answered a bit of what you were saying, at least that those things that are emanating out, like Juan was saying, will get to a certain level of mental uh, like Mercury, basically the sphere of Mercury. And I'm speculating right now that it starts to divide to different egregorical groups that have formed egregores on Yes on the lunar plane, which then is like a pachinko thing and goes, I don't know, that makes a lot of sense for some reason. That's just where I'm going with that right now. Mm, so I, I think that makes sense. I heard, what was it? A random Randy on this other podcast. And he was talking about how the moon was a reflection of this world like a mini map, if you will. So you're talking about like it manifesting on the, what'd you say? The lunar, the lunar dimension. Lunifesting, right? I, yeah. Well, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> so it, it'd be like a, like a reflection, you know, it, it, it ricochet right back. Cows are sacred. They moo, moon milk, that whole thing. Right. right. The cow jumped over the moon made of cheese. That right. The mother yeah, has that's her right. Her monthly yeah. cycle. But um, I guess um, in uh, Twin Peaks to bring it up, let me see if I can um, pull it back to uh, where I was going. I just got to, you said the cow jumped over the moon thing. And I just got distracted. Uh, you said I'll come that. Back. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. Uh, so he said the thing about the cow or the, the mother's moon thing. Oh, uh, the, Martin. The, I was actually thinking of the Holy gift by tool. Uh, those are two mm -hmm. big things to me. And um, the only track that I don't know if you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. So I'll just make it quick. You rearrange lateralis and you get a hidden album, which actually points towards the ultimate good, essentially disposition. Mm. Yep, I've been talking words. about this. I might have told Chris and Juan about this because when I heard you talking about it, I was like, whoa. The only track, the only track that is repeated in its same placement in the orders is Reflection 
and it's track 11, 11. So it's 11 on the Holy gift, as well as the original thing that you took. And, from and, and what Nathan Lee is talking about for you guys. It says, the moon tells me her secrets. So oh. you mentioned reflection. Damn. And he talks about, I must crucify the ego before I pine away. And well, Addis was the one who bled out from his vitality. You know, Addis right. was the one who got his, snipped off. So he pined away. So don't drain your blood or vitality to the ticks and leeches of the negative side. Right. Well, and let me give everybody a really brief one-on-one. So Tool's album, Lateralis, has a hidden arrangement or sequence that you can take the songs and, and reorganize them into a different sequence. And <clears throat> I listen to it in this sequence, and it makes more sense. When you listen to it, it feels like the songs are sort of transitioning into one another you're fucking doing a spell by and it is and it is like a spell and it's fuck it's like a spell man and it's weird and and i'm sure that uh you know tool is aware of all this because they're in you know cahoots with alex gray they make all this amazing uh alex gray makes all this amazing art that they use in their shows and their their um you know album covers and whatnot yeah people have seen the alex gray artwork it's iconic anybody who's even smoked weed has <laughs> seen it at some point in their weed smoking career uh but yeah i uh i think that tool whatever their you know objective is there's certainly like this like uh, revealer, you know, they f sort of like take this like dark energy that was heavy metal music and like gravitated into the light, which I think well is said. rare. Well said. And don't forget, people can change. We evolve. Like all of us were probably pissant kids. We were probably little dicks. And Tool actually has on the prison sex CD, uh, uh, by, excuse me, vinyl. Uh, they're at a blood party. And I'll let you. Like that's that's what they're doing. That he's main uh, the the Keenan guy, James Keenan is literally slitting his wrists open and stuff like that. It's like very Marilyn Manson looking. So earlier stuff with O T O T O O L, the L is the T. Um, so you know the fool, they could be anything, uh, kind of thing. The whole the whole schmagoigle. Um, basically, you know, you can start off like because you know people of that level of intensity of character, they're going to be explorative by nature. And sometimes, you know, when you're younger, the Legion will get right in you. That's why, um, just by way to say, uh, that's why in the 10,000 days, uh, he says in um, Jambai, uh, whatever you pronounce it, Jambi, like the Pee Wee Playhouse thing, he says, uh, to finish the song, he says, Legion, silence your poison, stay out of my way. And you have to realize, like, that's why there's Legion inoculant as well on the album. And spells... If you're, if there's bad people casting spells, you better fucking hope there are good people casting spells or you are super fucked. So that's what I would say to that. And uh, long story short, when I met Alex Gray, when I was coming up on LSD, um, someone introduced me to him randomly. Uh, and so basically what happened was when I told him about the Holy gift, I'm cutting out a whole bunch of the story. He looked at me, he recognized me and he called me Imaginathan. And I was fucking, and I said, of course, I'm like, as long as you add the Lee, just for Chris's, Chris's edification, I said, as long as you add the Lee. And Alex, he was like, and I go, so anyways, that's a true story. He actually knew who the fuck I was. So this is part of my destiny to have, like, that's a longer conversation than now. But basically, this is an essential part of saving the fucking world right now, in my humble ass opinion. Mm. What's the, what's the, what's the numerical value of Nathan Lee? Because you're very adamant about adding the Lee in there. What's the... 
He knows it. You got the num the numerology of your name figured out, right? Uh, yeah, I am a, gosh, I think a seven. So seven in a birth, a birth path of the eight. And yeah, I am Adam. It's my fucking name. I mean, if you're, if you're going <laughs> to not want to respect someone, be rude to them and see how long they're going to talk to you. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And, and, and people make a mistake and it's easy to be yeah. forgiven, but we're not going to purposely misname you. That would be rude. Absolutely. Well, again, I, I, I have my own choices to make. And if, if I don't like something, I can always like the song, the patient, I, I could walk away right now. Well, I would hope not, but I would understand if no, you everything's do, good. everything's good. I'm just making it, making it clear that freedom. I'm getting, is I'm getting sad now. I'm getting horny. <laughs> All right. So back to Legion inoculant. Cause this is a weird name for a song. And I feel like we sort of skirted past it, but it says, uh, you could hear the lyrics free fall through our midnight. This epilogue of our own fable. Does that mean anything to you? Is Probably that twilight language, bro? We're not going to, I mean, we could try and decipher it, but all this shit is occulted, bro. The whole thing, it's alchemy. So they're not going to come out and say exactly what it is. What was the name of the, what was the name of the song? Legion inoculant. I N O C U L A N T inoculant. Inoculant. Interesting. Um, I think the song that you're actually talking about is descending. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, there you go. The active material used in inoculation, inoculum, an alloyant used to refine grain. So it's like the mercury, you know, the mercury holds everything together. It's used to activate the messenger to, you know, for the alchemical process. But what was the name of the song? The actual name? Descending. Oh, fucking descending. So it's got a lot of, a lot of, Meanings behind it and the whole egregore thing. I've been diving into that because of the, I've been doing a lot of research on John D and you know, the, the D Kelly workings, because one of the main arguments with that is, was it something of the subconscious that they were conjuring? You know, you have Carl Jung that talks about this. You have Crowley when he was doing the Cairo workings and all this stuff. Was it really, uh, an ayahuas or, or a lamb, or was it something of the subconscious mind that he brought forth and gave it power? You know what I mean? Is it something like, again, it's a very interesting concept. And I, I've been looking into that from, from that point of view. And then obviously you have everything else, but. Well, you um, know, the song Tempest, right? No, I'm not familiar with any of those bands, bro. Yeah. Um, so Tempest is the seventh track on the uh, Fear Inoculum album that we're talking about. And uh, so James Bond or um, what zero zero you have to see this for uh, the visual one. Uh, if you can see the eyeballs being the zeros and then going like a spy, mm -hmm. that's your that's your seven. So that's a double O seven, right? It's John D. Yep. Right. So you knew that about how he signed his name. So again, diving deeper into it, allegedly. It's been debunked, but then I like to think that he was the original 007. He was part of the, the first the <laughs> secret who thinks, service. Who thinks that they debunked that? That's silly. But anyways. Um, various so based, books yeah, on it. Well, yeah. I'll check into it later. I, I definitely am interested in um, what, they, what, they, what they have to say. Um, 007 being John D., The Tempest, that's the same one who wrote the, uh, or that is to say Shakespeare, allegedly Shakespeare, Bacon, Shakespeare, whomever, 
wrote uh, wrote about Prospero for their big last thing, The Tempest. And that is obviously about John D. So if they're writing the song The Tempest about John D, and they're talking about a tempest must be that, they're talking about a giant magic conjuration. This mm-hmm. was a time right before we had the whole Rona. And so basically they were saying a temporary pestilence must be just that uh, for one part of it. Also, if you're writing the thing about Saturn, it's the tempest. I, I'm sorry, Mark, I cannot make out what, what was that, that is. Keep going. I, I don't want to interject just yet. I'll interject. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it up well, again. Basic, basically, um, I mean, I'm, I just, just for the debunked uh, John D thing, I, I hold no water for that. Like this is already in the album, like with too many steps happening. Uh, George Orwell ties into this with the whole idea that he, uh, excuse me, Aldous Huxley ties into this with the whole brave new world thing. And of course, brave new world was first uttered by, uh, Prospero's daughter, Miranda, who says, Oh, what such brave new world with such people in it. And they're obviously uh, talking about the spell that will make everyone basically into that AI kind of docile slave. Um, they talk about we're not buying your dubious state of, uh, can I do this? Fuck yeah. Serenity uh, with a Nathan F playing Mal or Lamb. And so they say we're not buying your dubious <laughs> state of serenity. Now, I know we know that there's this new medicine, so-called medicine, called Pax Lovid. And um, the whole thing with, uh, co- uh, can we say that on this? Are you okay with that shit? Okay. Oh, yeah, go for it. So sea change uh, or climate change is something that you can hear on a No Agenda episode of um, like probably six or something months ago where they're talking about Rothschild, talking to his daughter. Rothschild says, oh, that that's just a distraction from the climate change. And so then I was like, wow, see Ovid, Ovid, obviously a metamorphosis. So we're looking at Pax Lovid, and Pax is the name of the drug used to turn 90% of the population into just like, they just basically die where they are. And, uh, you know, I'll add to, like, be careful of the weed that you buy because we're talking about cookies and cream. That's a popular type of weed that just started getting famous, I guess, like in the past couple of years once the government did it. And so they say, calm as cookies and cream, so it seems. We're not buying your dubious state of serenity, acting all surprised when you're caught in the lies. <laughs> you know, so um, I sing that song every day, actually. That's the song I finish my sing. Yes, I sing a 15 and 46 second. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a song that I'm very intimately familiar mm. with. So when I hear someone say, oh, they've debunked, like with such certainty, they've debunked that. I'm like, oh, okay. well, and, 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 and we got to keep that in mind that that's the mainstream establishment debunking yeah. that, not somebody oh, in our I alternative did, I we perspective. Like There's something I missed. Like, no, 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 so no, I'm, no, I'm no. presenting. So I'm doing research for an episode I'm doing on John D and I'm presenting all the points of views, mm. that being one of them that it was. How you said it was I mean, that's just how they put a smoke know. screen up between us and the truth one you know yeah, that no i know but i like when when i present an idea i like to look at it from all points of views you of course of course focus on one thing and do a confirmation bias i like to okay well they debunked it well cool i still believe he was the 007 the og 007 it was a, a cipher that he would use and yeah i think you the two ball one can I, I absolutely believe that <laughs> um do you know of alan i think it's alan green he does the shakespeare code it's like to be or not to be.com or something like yeah, that. yeah alan green with an e at the end yeah i think it might be he was in a band he um i know nothing yeah he, he was like a part of the uh he i think he worked with the monkeys like he was like they're like uh 
uh, tour manager for a while. Yeah, that sounds right. And he was uh, on the Gramerica show talking all about this and, and the Shakespeare stuff that he yeah, uh, untangled. So, so yeah. Let, does, he, does he bring up the idea that William Shakespeare was part of the Secret Service and studied with John Dee and that's how he came up with all his occult knowledge? Did he talk about that point of view? Cool. No, I don't know. I don't. So there's this idea that the missing years of Shakespeare's life was that he was actually with John D and, but the thing is it's hard to say because John D wrote everything down, but he was also the spy master. So would he have written that there was a spy there with him? And that's how allegedly he Shakespeare was able to get all his occult knowledge and the tempest and, and, you know, Chris, uh, Christopher Marlowe and all these things, the Faust and all this stuff. Like cool. That's how he was able to get all this information about the occult because he studied with John D for like ten years. He was. I didn't know that. I didn't. There's another. There's another pseudonym, and I'm missing it right now. It's in my notes somewhere where there is the William Shakespeare name is gone for ten years, but then there's this other pseudonym that is used, and you can correlate where John D was in this name of the pseudonym for William Shakespeare, where he was at, and again they were to allegedly they were together studying and that's how he got because john d had the biggest library of all time for it you know he was said yeah he was the steve hawkins of fucking the of his age so dude stephen like you're talking about stephen hawkins the the wheelchair guy yeah (laughs) i'm just saying because uh he was born on the same day as david bowie for no one fucking yeah i know that's cool um but there's this i want to bring this up quickly back to your um atlantis rising right we're talking about eighth sphere potentially descending according to the steinarian tradition and cern could be fucking doing that but atlantis also might be rising right now according to some people who really have a lot of money and who believe that and basically Gislaine maxwell who has the most hilarious first part of her name Gislaine, um <laughs> steam, semen lane sea lane to the max uh, the maximum well <laughs> well that's the white stripes like on david bowie's lazarus outfit which is the alistair crowley stains uh, so basically Maxwell just got the 20 years but her name that she used to rent that house in new hampshire i think we might have all heard of that by now for some reason we know about it's new hampshire janet atlantis was the pseudonym that she used for that Yes. What? No, the whole breeding program. New Hampshire, where the White Mountains are and the American Stonehenge. And yeah, man. Of course you would know that. Yeah, no. Um, That's the thing. Like, we really have no fucking clue. So I'm intrigued about this idea of, like, using certain names at certain times to indicate a particular. Maybe that was, like, the growth of the group's egregore itself. It right. Well, and that just goes to show, like, whether... Whether the the egregores, uh, you know, behind it or, or the people themselves, like something is happening and we are picking up on a pattern here and history repeats itself. So this is not the first time it's happened. So, you know, looking into John D and all that, what we're seeing is the cycle expanding on a template that's set in motion and then the roles that fill that template those archetypes get fulfilled by the people who gravitate towards it even after the templates already been inlaid into society 
You kick so much ass, dude. <laughs> Come on. This can't just so... be me and you <laughs> patting each other on the back. Chris is so quiet today. <laughs> Chris, you came in too hot with the full court press, and now we're out. Now <laughs> shit it on right now. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. You guys, Chris is left in the dark. Chris is our normal man on the street take kind of approach. He's very well read. He knows his shit. He's not an idiot. Chris like, is yo, smart. All the shit, like I got you, like I feel you. Chris you know? knows. It's like whatever though, but it's like also at the same time. Long story short, are you saying you're some sort of like warrior, like light warrior? Is well, aren't we all by doing a podcast like this? I mean, think about how hey, warriors. Hey, 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 let the man answer the question. <laughs> okay, fine. Nathan Lee, are you a light warrior? That that is my porno name. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the like what's the you're in the Rosicrucian you're a Freemason you're in the deep state <clears throat> you are a planned birth from potentially Disney Corporation what is your purpose yes <laughs> oh, I'm so mad I muted myself for that laugh yes <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Chris, I don't think you're going to get a straight answer out of Nathan Lee because like this is like this is like the most interesting guest we've had on the show. Of course. I knew this was going to happen. Yes, I know he is. Nathan Lee's definitely very interesting and he's very well versed in a lot of stuff we've talked about on the show already. He can also put his foot behind his head. So that's that's a plus. You kind of have the Patriot blood, the witch blood and maybe a little uh Circus performer blood in you with that uh, flexibility. Star, but if you want to pay me for sir, as long as you're paying top dollar, it's a three ring circus, whatever you want. <laughs> well, this show tends to feel like a three ring circus. Uh, we can we can reach high heights and also meet low lows. We go all over the place with this show, Illuminati confirmed. And our goal is not to. Um, you know, ostracize anyone. We want to include everyone. And, and I've always felt like doing this podcast is sort of like, a, and not just this specific podcast, but podcasting in general is a part of being in like a certain audio fraternity. Like you sort of the the tools of the craft are like your microphone and your mixer and your laptop and whatever else you use. And, uh, and yeah, in a way, we're participating in this white hat versus black hat thing. That's why you see the censorship. That's why you see the shadow banning and the corralling the narrative and going really hard on certain keywords like flat earth, COVID, and uh, all these other things that we are not afraid to talk about on this show because we are protected by Adam Curry's podcasting 2.0 RSS feed index. Everyone should know about this. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, what are you in the 1960s using Apple? Get a better podcast app, one that's not going to censor this good stuff and shadow ban it. I mean, really, I've seen people Spotify um, RSS feeds and it's like missing. It's like someone had taken like a like a, yeah. a Tommy gun to their RSS feed. They're like missing episodes because Spotify goes in and takes out what they think isn't good and also they put this hideous covid warning on every single episode that you even just like cough like you cough on the mic and they're like oh covid warning or any abuse <laughs> in any abusive relationship it's like one of those things where like you can just see it's like 
the guy's like trying too hard. Like you can tell he's lost full control. It's a whole kind of like, well, you duff protest too much kind of thing. Right. And, well, we are in an abusive relationship with the yeah. mainstream media. That is MK Ultra, right? I mean, well, we're that's Stockholm right now, bro. We have Stockholm syndrome. Not us, but yeah, the well, not us. We, the I'm royal not. we does. Could I just give a shout out to both uh, Dave Jones and uh, Adam Curry for Please. making podcasting 2.0 happen? Because it's also Dave Jones, and he should get a shout out as well. So um, that's that's. I only credit Adam because he like invented podcasting, didn't he? I mean, he was like literally one of the first podcasters ever to have a podcast. He's the last person I emailed before uh, I went on the show. Actually, Um, damn, you know Adam Curry like that. (laughs) We uh, it's 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 kind of cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Telling you folks is we got a rock star in the building, but I. He was really sweet when he like started mentioning me on the show a couple of times, like randomly. I was like in my kitchen just doing dishes, and he's like, "So Nathan Lee told me that it's a Leo Moon right now," and I just kind of went, "What the fuck's happening? Why is he talking?" And um, one of the biggest, best things that I've contributed to that show, which I'm very pleased with, was uh, the actual full Hippocratic oath I got that read on the show. And one of the key things that, yeah, given where we're at right now, I just want to make sure. Uh, it says in the Hippocratic Oath, this should be surprising because it was definitely a shock. Uh, the actual Hippocratic Oath, the one we know, which is do no harm, that whole thing. It says, thou shall not produce any pestles nor mortuaries that will produce abortions. So when you see people trying to be doing that, uh, I ain't saying it's legion. I ain't saying it's legion. I ain't saying it's legion. Mm. I hear you. Well, and I was thinking this past week, and I mentioned it in Juan's Telegram and my own Telegram, that I feel like the whole Roe versus Wade thing that we're experiencing, you know, right now, people uproar, are mad about it. I don't think it's a coincidence. Obviously, nothing's a coincidence. But in this case, it feels like it's like twilight language for abort the mission like their covid mission has failed and they're aborting it and they're bringing up roe v wade row your boat wade through the water you know this like movement energy of like let's get on with it and move past covid and get on to the next programming the next part of the uh social engineering so that's kind of in a twilight language kind of way what i've sort of seen like all of a sudden we have this roe versus wade thing hit the news and it's like well yeah they're trying to abort the mission right now because how many how many years have we seen people arguing about this issue it's not a new issue guys is legion is a a a, a group of demons that infect people is this right (laughs) basically dude yeah absolutely so the supreme court got infected by demons well you're making a lot of direct connections there could be some people on there that are and some people that aren't but essentially what i was alluding to is more along the lines of getting humans to like destroy themselves at that level of term i wasn't even talking about the supreme court i was simply chris saying like to get people to murder their own shit like that to encourage that that sounds demonic as fuck yeah okay I mean, have you seen the Supreme Court justices? They they could be uh, infected. <laughs> they could Straight be infected. Up. They're all pretty young, actually. None of them really look that old now. Uh, the last uh, old one passed away recently. The the female one, right? The first yeah, alligator burger there. Yeah, R B G B G B. I love your interpretation of the green language. On uh, that is a super. Uh, I love. I had not 
definitely uh definitely had not considered that i like that a lot mm. it's it rings pretty true to a degree so I, i'm on board for that right on well yeah. damn nathan lee miller foster we've gone all over the place as i expected and i loved it we we, we touched on so many interesting things we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon chris juan i know you guys probably have a lot to uh, add and and i'm wondering your final thoughts but i want to give our occult fan nathan lee miller foster a chance to share his final thoughts and uh and then we'll we'll wrap up what do you think guys could i could i go last actually I, i'm trying to yeah yeah that's what i, I had, that's what i meant i spoke out of uh turn so chris one what are your final thoughts on today's conversation summing things up chris you go first well, I had a whole other place I wanted to go because I know that Nathan Lee talks about astrology, right? And the, and the difference between that and astronomy and then the specific alignments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was excited to get into that, but we didn't have time. You can that. email me afterwards, dude. Please do. Uh, just um, I'll take a look at your chart and um, just give you some info if you want. No problem. It's going to be like you're going to die from a fucking boulder attack. Man. No, no. It's not It's not divination, Chris. It's not, he's not going to divine your fate. I'll say that astrology uh, impels. It doesn't compel. Does that make sense? It says like what could – it's basically putting certain par parameters on, but you always have free will. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Free will is universal. Yeah. Well, and Chris, we could we could definitely have a future episode where we dive into astrology. I mean, not to yeah, say I that. I wanted to talk to you guys about that. I thought that would be a fucking awesome topic on synchronicity, man. Oh yeah, my totally. god! I thought, <laughs> no, for real. I was thinking earlier today, like it would be rad to talk about that because it's an interesting. Well, can topic. I say something interesting? So, all right. So, I had a co-host that I started my My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast with. His name is Jay. He's my buddy. He's in a podcast called Mighty Tortuga. Unfortunately, we're not really friends anymore because of the whole <laughs> podcast thing and, and him not being on the show. You're going to say because astrology. No, no. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's weird because if you go back and you listen to episode 34 of my podcast, I had a kid named Alex Kazemian who actually knows uh, – a lot of celebrities surprisingly and he's an interesting kid he's got a lot he wrote a book called pop magic uh and uh he's an astrologer and he he gave jay and i a reading and it wasn't just any type of reading it was like a reading on our compatibility compatibility as co-hosts sinistry yeah and he sort of divined the fact that we might end up actually not doing the show uh for very long because he was like yeah you guys seem to butt heads a lot and that was true and and yeah jay shout out to you brother i doubt you listen to this because you didn't even listen to the podcast when i asked you to edit it but hey you know that's what happens <laughs> so yeah astrology really could be a little sticky i don't know if we want to get into sinistry with this show we have a really good dynamic already uh, Chris at Juan and I as as three co-hosts it's not easy to share uh, the mic with two other co-hosts so and I think we do it really well so I don't know what do you think uh, Nathan Lee do you think Sinistry would help us or harm us possibly <laughs> could only hurt help right I mean, he doesn't know all right well Juan final thoughts <laughs> yeah I think this was I think people need to pay more attention. That's why, you know, whenever we're, we sound like broken fucking records is not because, well, at least me, I can speak for myself. The reason I look into these things is to be able to recognize 
these aspects of reality of this realm before, while they happen in real time and before they happen. But how Sam Tripley said on this last stand up that, that the show that I went to is like, it's not your job to wake everybody up, you know, just do your part and that's it. And the rest will line up. So, yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about astrology next time. Right. Every fucking time. This is great. Right on. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Nathan Lee Miller Foster, your final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I enjoy everyone here. I, I'm happy that we've met. I look forward to talking with you guys more. Um, I, you had said something about the green language uh, about after the Rona and stuff like that. And it sparked something. And then I, it kind of like has thoughts. Like the abort, the mission thing I was getting yeah, into the whole thing that started coming through. And like, mm. I was like, Oh fuck, it went away. Um, but it, it's, it's okay. Uh, I want to say like, definitely, um, looking at stranger things for, uh, that's got some huge implications. Um, I would, I would definitely encourage people to watch that show, but do it with, um, do it with eyes that see if you can. Right. And, uh, also connected to the show fringe, which Ooh, is my idea. Cut. Deep cut, dude. Well, deep cuts. Cause, cause, cause. If you can go into space, I mean, if you can, uh, then, you know, basically what I think happened to the Astro NOTS are that what happened was, um, here's my last thought. I'll break down the moon landing quickly, which is that Taurus was, it's the earth. It's, you know, that famous shape that we all draw, that little house with the triangular. So they put the eye on the pyramid, basically. They put the capstone on earth by having a Leo an Aquarius, and then Michael Collins was a Scorpio born on Halloween who never touched the moon, so he was always that point up in the air, but the only two guys that went down. So it was a ritual to basically put a cap on the mental state of the earth, which so many people actually bought that bullshit. So when they say tranquility ruse, you're going to happen again in the Tool song, tranquility base, tranquility ruse, I want to try to just tie together with a final thought that what's coming down is one of the most extreme periods of human behavior in the cycles. And there is a quote unquote war between good and evil happening. I hope everyone who listens to this show has a true heart, has a clear mind and can learn to put aside the lower aspects of their nature to actively choose good because there can be no God without freedom. That's what this country was great for. You have to choose God. You have to choose freedom. You can never be a man who's a slave and have a God. Holy shit. I just went, okay. So that's some serious shit. Bro, you should really just start with that next time. <laughs> okay, Chris. We'll have you write we'll have you write my material for me, sir. You'll be my I mean, editor. Just start with that. Like get everybody on your page and then divulge. You know, the other stuff can be like, yo, what? <laughs> well, it depends on the audience. So if there's people who need that, but um that's a, not a bad point to that's not a bad perspective that you're sharing. Yeah, I'm an idiot, bro. Don't listen to me. Dude, I'm stupider than you, bro. Well, you, you brought up Fringe, and I feel like, yeah, maybe we should have started there because Chris loves Fringe, apparently, according to that reaction. Do you remember the episode with a train that crashes? Uh, it's like a third. Okay, holy fuck. Let me say this. Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle appeared on just two episodes of Fringe. She was on the one that, the last scene that she's in, she's using the Bible to endorse cannibalism. So, yeah, so... There's an episode of Fringe, because I'm pretty open about this, that has its climax, giggity, right across at the train station where I live. 
there's a doomed train that crashes right across from my house where I live. So even fringe. Oh yeah. The reason I brought all that up, the real astronaut thing is when they put people into a special K type of sensory deprivation tank and have you go through a portal Mm -hmm. where you're actually going into other dimensions. That is space travel. That is what's really the fuck they live happening. Uh, That makes more sense. See, honestly, that's the shit about it. It's like we were talking about portals the other day. It's like time travel doesn't make, or or space travel doesn't make any sense. Light speed, if they can't break that, we're fucked. So the only way to do it would be in your mind. That's it. Essentially, you're not, you're not even, I mean, you're not even far. Like, remember what happened to Olivia? They put, he put her in the tank. And she goes to the other place. Stranger things. They put 11 in a tank. She goes to the other side. So um, I think what we need, what I'm seriously calling for, for those who have true hearts, uh, if you're going to get initiated, do your thing, you're going to know the path for you, but begin to control your body, begin to control your psychic abilities if you can have any. There's going to be a need for ours, ours who can do that in the times to come because they're going to have, there's like the Red Hot Chili Pepper says, psychic spies from Asia try to steal your mind's elation and on a later song, they also sing, a stranger thing could never change my mind mm. on the other side. So I think we just actually like began a conversation tonight. That's where I would end it. Boom. I would love to have you back on as soon as possible. And I'm in luck because you and I are scheduled to have a show on my podcast uh, this month. And I, maybe we can get in the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit because that band, I know... Pretty much every song, all the lyrics to most Dude. of their songs. Dude, so think about think about like I'm older <laughs> than you guys, but think about like just the name of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Right, right. And then you look at Rick Rubin, he talks about like they don't remember making huge parts of that album. It's really it's really oh. tricky shit. I think yeah, we 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 spent time talking a little bit about this on a Patreon episode that the three of us did when their latest album came out with that uh single that i just was enamored by for a few weeks there because it was the the lyrics were unlike any other song i had heard them do it's their most recent work but anyways coming to a close here nathan lee miller foster thank you so much brother check him out he's got the six of swords podcast there you can find a bunch of other variations of his podcasts and he's also on aeon bite you can go and subscribe to aeon bite and the six of swords on the same app that you're using the listen to this show so go and support the brother and uh, until next time you have been illuminati confirmed <laughs> <Go on. laughs> don't tell me not to hit it bro oh come on we gotta end the show with it you seem nervous well uh yes i guess i am why well, why not at a time like this What is there about a time like this to create what appears to be a state of emotional imbalance? Oh, I'm balanced. I'm perfectly balanced. Uh, Absolutely symmetrical. It's just, uh... Yes, 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 yes.
at computer readout time, do they? Why not? But uh, it's just you never can tell what the computer has decided. unfortunate word. Well, I certainly didn't mean... A word that. which, if stated in seriousness, would indicate a definite need for readjustment. Well, or sometimes a word just pops out. The word fate belongs to the obsolete societies of the barbaric past. 